Grab a six pack, sit back and prepare to laugh. It's Joe Dasher's podcast. Podcast. Grab a six pack, sit back and prepare to laugh. It's Joe Dasher's podcast. Podcast. Grab a six pack, sit back and prepare to laugh. It's Joe Dasher's podcast. Podcast. Grab a six pack, sit back and prepare to laugh. It's Joe Dasher's podcast. Podcast. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 192 of the Junk Dash Shirts Podcast. I'm your host, as always, I am Tyler Sober ish. This time, and, and joining me, we have returning for the second week in a row. We have Troy. What's up, buddy? How are you doing? What's the business? Yeah, you sound a little more coherent this time. Yeah. <laughs> Justin brought me over a uh, ice mocha coffee thing, and it was pretty good. I'm a little more awake now, so now you're gonna get a wired. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trapped between the alcohol and the coffee right now. My heart doesn't know what to do. <laughs> I just mix them. So how you been, man? Who me? Yeah, yeah no, I've been great. Just school and everything else, man. I it's I was actually at a group meeting today, and and they were uh, one of my uh, teammates on this group project that I'm working on. It's basically a semester long group project. We're basically creating a, a business, you know, from oh. scratch. Cool. Um, but she's like. I can't imagine, you know, taking four classes. She's taking two classes. She's like, I can't imagine taking four classes and then, you know, working and everything else. And I was like, yeah, it's uh, it's one of those things where it's almost like I feel like there's a tidal wave coming. And it's just a matter of, like, when it's going to hit and whether or not I can weather that storm. Like, I've literally got, like, four months until graduation. And I just got to survive this semester. But there's, like, so much stuff. And I don't know. Like, it feels like as things come like like assignments and everything like that and it just it keeps building and building and building and uh i hope it doesn't get overwhelming yeah but we'll see just uh, uh grab hold with one arm a telephone pole and wilson in the other and i think it'd be okay <laughs> yep <laughs> that's what i do in life uh, but also if you haven't noticed we have the colonel gables all the way out in washington how you doing buddy i'm doing all right i'm just doing all right just uh, got done with another hard-fought work week. Got done with my taxes, so oh, fuck. Yay. That's Tax. always good. Well, it's good as long as you're make, getting money back. Yeah, I'm getting plenty yeah. of money back, so <laughs> I'm happy about that. actually got my biggest amount that I've ever gotten back because this is pretty much my first time in my uh, 10 or 11 year, like, say, work experience and stuff where I'm actually getting a sizable income tax thing back since I'm working full-time and stuff because yeah. previously before I was like working only part-time doing some schooling here and there but yeah anyway it's like it's been kind of like an interesting week say the least of like not only with just like workplace stuff with uh, people being sick doing this and doing that but also because of uh, my gaming habits have been sort of like it's been somewhat hit and miss in terms of spots but what I have been able to do is play little bits and pieces of, like, games on my 3DS and uh, my Wii U. As a matter of fact, I actually played plenty of games on my Wii U today. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. Swan song for the Wii U. 
I was actually just thinking, oh, on my way home from my group project meeting that I need to sit down and play some uh, some uh, Mario Maker again soon. It's been a mm. while. It's Yeah, same with me. It's been a long time for me, too. It's just... It's just that type of uh, weird time and stuff for me where it just feels like since I've owned the Wii U that uh, I've I've played some of the best games on the device, but at the same point, it's like I look at the eShop, I look at the stuff that's readily available and stuff, and I've come to the realization where it's like the system, even though it's been out since 2012, it, it just feels like that uh, I'm almost done like just finding games for it. You know, it's it's really a weird experience. It's not like what I had with the PS3, which eventually got burnt out of and got rid of. It's it's almost like a polar opposite. Like I want more games for this device, but it's like fuck. It's like it's just not there. It's just yeah. not there for my interest yeah. anymore. I gave up like two years ago. I know. Yeah, Mario Maker was like that was like it. Right. Yeah. Before that, well, you can say there was. Not like just Mario Maker, but Pockin Tournament was last year. Plus, oh, yeah. uh, their Actually, their swan song is going to be Hyrule. You know, not Hyrule Warriors. I mean, like Breath, Breath of the, of the Wild. Wild. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that'd be, I guess that would I be. picked up. Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say I picked up all the the major games, and uh, maybe the only okay. There's actually two games left that I that I think I might pick up is the. Uh, um, Xenoblade Chronicles X and Tokyo Mirage Sessions. Those are the two games that are left on the Wii U that I that I want to pick up. But otherwise, yeah, I mean, I picked up all the major games, the Smashes and the the Mario Karts and the Splatoons and and all that stuff. And I'm getting the Switch, so that's where I'll get Breath of the Wild. But uh, there's still a couple games that I just don't don't own yet that I intend to play on the Wii U. Oh, get, yeah, uh, get uh, Captain Toad Treasure Tracker. You'd be much happier. I was going to say that's my one regret. I have that digitally. I want to physical copy of that game so bad. You're only like 20 bucks now, can you? I may get a physical it's copy of Pikmin 3 because like I have it digitally as well option. because of the whole With free like thing from Mario Kart 8. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but yeah, kind of like what Troy was saying and stuff like that, I kind of feel like I want to get Tokyo Mirage Sessions and stuff like that and maybe, maybe if I find a good price, Paper Mario Color Splash because, oh, hey, wow. why the fuck not? Plus it's like, if, I'm really going to go ahead and just get a couple more physical games for that device and stuff. That's that's pretty much what I got out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not a lot of options. Because yeah. I got Bayonetta. I got Bayonetta 2 and everything. I got Xenoblade Chronicles X. I got all the mainline Mario games, including the New Super Mario, like uh, Brothers U, and the whole Luigi, yeah. man, Luigi? like just expansion stuff. The Smash, the this, the that. It's, man... <laughs> it just it just makes me feel kind of uh, happy that I got all these great games, but yeah. Well, anyway, that's enough, enough about me. <laughs> How've you been, Tyler? <laughs> I've been all right. It's been a very long week, I think, for all of us. Uh, but joining us for the first time ever under the Drunk Dash Nerds umbrella, but and also for the first time in about a month. It's been a while. Oh uh, yeah, Juzzy, <laughs> Juzzy's here. How are you doing, buddy? I'm doing much better now. Uh, yeah. Like seems like most. People, I think the last week has been kind of crazy. Yeah. If you would have asked me like on a Monday or Tuesday, like, whoa, uh, <laughs> I'm I'm hopeful but very concerned. Uh, my daughter was in the hospital uh, with like RSV, then she eventually developed pneumonia, and she's Ooh, like four months sucks. old. So Ooh. that was that was crazy. She's at home now, so yeah, I feel uh, so much better about that now. And, yeah. Uh, Hopefully she she gets well soon. That yeah, sucks. Thank you. Yeah, she's she seems to be every day just looking better, smiling. 
Jeez, who wants Good. to... She wants to walk. Yeah. <laughs> Already? Her legs, aren't, her legs aren't ready yet. She, she wants to. Wow. Her head. Well, yeah. well, unless Tyler can come up with something better, I think you win for the crappiest week. Uh, That's very true. <laughs> yeah, we, we were actually at a birthday party, and we were like, everybody was having a bad week. And I'm just like, I got my first speeding ticket this week. That was, that was my... Oh, wow. Uh, that was my... Uh, claim to shitty weakness <laughs> uh, well good on you for going this long without getting one yeah it's going 15 to 35 yeah uh so it's like he was my nice. fucking grandpa dude <laughs> <laughs> he uh he uh he was nice enough to knock it down to a 45 so. <laughs> well that's nice yeah so I think I might have the best week. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I got a speeding ticket on my birthday one year. Oh, I had to commute to between two cities, and I was trying to get home to before my daughter went to bed. And uh, yeah, I got stopped by the cop, and he, he, he I was like, he's asked, he asked me why I was speeding. I was like, yeah, I'm trying to get home for my daughter. He goes to bed. It's my birthday, you know, and I'd like to see my daughter. And he's like, oh, okay. And he gave me the ticket. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm like, you dick. Frick. <laughs> he's like, happy birthday. Yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> Birthday. Here's oh, then I've also birthday. gotten away with some really crazy shit. Like I've gotten caught like street racing before oh, and yeah. walked away with a warning. So I mean, I've had plenty of opportunities to uh, to to take advantage, I guess, of my my white privilege. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> uh, I got a warning one time, uh, and it was a written warning. So you know, it's a oh. ticket. They write it out, but you know, it's like, oh, this doesn't count. You don't got to go to court or whatever. Don't have to pay a fine. I get home and I read the ticket, and it says, "Mr. Sterrett was observed eastbound on Second Street. He was passing the normal flow of traffic and still accelerating." And I was like, "Holy shit!" <laughs> I was all, with that wording, I would have given myself a ticket, but it was just a warning. <laughs> I didn't know they actually give you wow. written warnings. That's funny. Huh? Wow. <laughs> well then. Uh, since we're all here, I actually want to do something real quick. It's a little late. It's February, I know. Um, this is something we we do every year, Troy. Um, uh, that we, we do like the like the first show of every year, the first couple shows every year. We we do our own personal top ten games of uh, of the previous year. Um, ah. And then usually the first show back, I I combine all of our games together. I add up the points. So if you got if you were number ten, you got a one you get one point. Number one, you get ten points, and so on. Everything in between there. So I front, I've been keep forgetting to do this. I I've, I've had the book here for a month, and I keep forgetting to do it. So I'm gonna go ahead and go through the numbers real quick. Cool. Um, cool. Uh, so we um, there's actually a three way tie um, for number eight, uh, the eight spot. So ten, nine, eight are all um, a three way tie. Uh, so real quick, um, those were battle with seven points each. Uh, Battlefield one, Fire Emblem. And Hyperlight Drifter, all three of those games, I think, were uh, Battlefield One was actually on Justin and Gable's list. Uh, Fire Emblem and Hyperlight Drifter um, were on, were I think number three or no number four on uh, Gabe's and I list. So I had Hyperlight Drifter at number four. He had Fire Emblem at number four. Nice. So that's why they're that high. Number seven uh, with eight points was uh, was Pokemon Sun and Moon. Uh, that's because Gabe had it at number uh, three in his list. Uh, number six, which pisses me off, uh, with nine points, is Unravel. Because Justin <laughs> had it at number two. Yeah. Uh, That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, n- number five, with ten points, uh, was The Witness. And that's because uh, Justin actually had it at number one in his list. Uh, number four, with 14 points, was Titanfall 2. 
and that was on Justin and I's list. And then uh, number three with 16 points was Last Guardian. Uh, too low on this list, if you ask me. Uh, and that was also on Justin and I's list. I, that was my number one game of the year, by the way. And uh, number two was Doom with 23 points. And that was actually on all three of our lists. Um, I think that was actually uh, Gabe's number two, my number uh, five, and Justin's number three. And then uh, number one with 25 points was Uncharted 4, which was on all three of our lists as well. So Nice. Yeah. So, Interesting. Yeah, it's kind of fun to go through every year and just kind of... It's not an exact list because I think... Uh, like four of the games that are in our top ten, only one person added on the list, but they just had it super high. Um, Unravel is uh, that's a bullshit. I want to re I want to recount. Uh, Anytime, anywhere. It's a bad game, Justin. Uh, but yeah, Amazing. that is our. I guess technically the Gen Gaming slash Drunk Dash Nerds 2016 Game of the Year goes to Uncharted Four uh, for as a whole. Um, cool. Congratulations, yeah. Uncharted 4. Well, we'll That's get, also get, the highest uh, critically acclaimed game from 2016 uh, with the highest Metacritic score of 93 over 100. Nice. They're actually going to, when they when they do like a player's choice edition on Uncharted 4, they're going to actually put on the back of the box, I already talked to them, Drunk Dash Shirts 2016 Game of the Year. That's awesome. There you go. Yeah, so. That's the Game of the Year edition. That yeah. was actually the, the first, uh, I'm not even a, like a fan of Uncharted yeah, you and didn't that game like... was just awesome. Yeah, like I'm just I don't know, it just hit me. Yeah, I really story enjoyed that game. That was a good one. Mm-hmm. The brother story and just I don't know, it was, just, it was special. Yeah, it's cool. Not as special as Last Guardian. It came together like quite a cohesive package, like with everything from not only just the stellar gameplay of it, but also because of the cinematic experience, like the tied together. Not only the story of you know Nathan and his brother, but also it just was a great wind up for the entire like uncharted trilogy that was on the ps3 and stuff and honestly i feel like the uncharted 4 deserves a lot of the praise that it gets through critical acclaim and a lot of the stuff in the metacritic stuff as well it's just the game is like one of those type of experiences where you experience it once and stuff you'll never forget it mm-hmm. that's why it was one of my number one favorites for last year <laughs> yeah definitely totally uh, but moving on to uh, some more of the... Let's actually talk about some games now. See, in fact, we are primarily a video game podcast. Uh, <laughs> sure, why not? Yeah, I guess. Uh. It's fine. Um, but uh, what's, uh, let's start with Troy. Uh, tell us what you've been playing this past week. Or, unless you wanna, or do you want to tell us what you've been playing the last like 36 years? No, well, I... <laughs> no. I, don't, I can't, can't think of anything new uh, to add to the 36 years. I, I guess those will come up as I... As I think of them, but okay. over the past week, uh, I did beat uh, Final Fantasy One. Uh, I believe it was Monday. I feel like it was Monday. I don't know, man. My week—it's—it's it's all crazy. Mm-hmm. I did end up beating that game. That was enjoyable. I enjoyed that uh, experience. Um, yeah, it was my first ever Final Fantasy game. Finishing it, and I, I look forward to playing uh, through the rest of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I keep hearing little blurbs here and there about all the different Final Fantasy games and. So that's uh, something I look forward to. I didn't jump into another Final Fantasy game, though. Uh, I'm currently on my uh, Twitch streams uh, playing through Shadow Complex Remastered, um, which is the chair... some metroidvania game yeah basically yes. like yeah uh i'm really enjoying it it's 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 been a pretty fun experience i haven't played very many of the genre and i definitely hadn't played uh that game i think it's really funny i think the 
I think the main character's name is Jake or something like that. <laughs> but <me>. he's <laughs> he's also voiced by um uh Nathan Fillion. Is it Nathan Fillion? I think No, so. not Nathan Fillion. <laughs> no, no. no uh, it's, not just. I think it's Oh my gosh. It's the uh, one dude. I feel like such an idiot. Nine. Nolan North. No, it's Nolan. Nolan yes, dude. I feel like such an idiot for not knowing that. <laughs> I don't off the know top why. Of we should us to think of it. Who is it? So, so yeah, he's flash, totally. I think I just had like. He's totally voiced like, by Nolan North, <laughs> and uh, and it's funny because the whole time, like the his girlfriend is like you know in the game, and she's like, "Oh, Jake, blah blah." I was like, "Why do you keep calling him Jake? That's Nathan. <laughs> why do you keep calling Nathan Jake?" It was really funny, but yeah, uh, yeah, no, it's 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 a really decent game. I'm really enjoying it. Um. I was kind of concerned because it's like, you know how Metroidvanias work where it's like, oh, well, there's certain areas here on this map that you can't get to yet because you haven't unlocked yeah. the thing that will give you access to that. Um, so I was like, man, I got to a point where it's like, okay, well, now I've got this thing that will allow me access to all these other things, but should I backtrack to try and get back to where those were? But uh, the story is actually, and, and I decided not to do that just for the, the, the sake of the stream because it's like, well... I don't need the four people who are watching me want to sit there and watch me run back, you know, through the map to try and, you know, get a few extra unlocks or whatever from these areas. Um, so I just, you know, carried on through the story. But the cool thing about it is the story kind of looped me back around to to the areas where those things were at. So it was almost like a natural progression to be able to, to get access to those areas that I couldn't get before while still following the story beats. So, so I really appreciated that. did a good job. Yeah, they, it's like Super Metroid was like that too. They you don't feel like you ever like do anything mm-hmm. out of the way. Yeah, the, like the map feels pretty big, but once like you get those power ups, it's like it creates a bunch of shortcuts for you and everything. Especially when like uh, you get like the, the ability to run super fast and like there's actually pieces of armor in that game you can and like upgrades you completely miss, which is crazy. I mean, that game that's a great game. I, yeah, I remember, I'm enjoying it. That was like one of the first big Xbox Live arcade games. So that was kind of like the yeah, it was in the like, same loophole as like. Other yeah, things like Limbo, Castle Crasher, stuff like that, you know. Yeah, I think it came out that same summer. It was like the first summer of arcade thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so I missed out on it because I didn't have an Xbox 360. And I do have an Xbox One, but I'm playing the PC version because uh, when they decided to put out the remastered version of Shadow Complex, they were giving it away free on PC as long as you downloaded and installed the uh, Epic Games launcher. So oh, I yeah. did that. And so I got it free. And I think it's worth every penny that I spent on it. No, it's a really good game. I really am enjoying it. Uh, other than that, I think I fired up my 3DS to play through a little bit more of the Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney game that I'm playing. But I, I'm i literally like still in the middle of the same case that I was in before. So like I haven't made any real meaningful progress. It's just been a busy week with school and everything like that. But like which case? that's kind of why. I, like which oh, case? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What uh, case would you be on? Like the first case, second this is the third case. I don't know how familiar you are, but it's the the movie star guy, the action star oh, who's yes, uh, accused yes, of murdering his co-star. Yeah, I remember yeah. that one. Yeah, you're going to be in for an interesting turn of events in that one. <laughs> <laughs> I am. So, um, yeah, I'm at the point where, like, uh, like, we've adjourned a couple times, and I think now, like, the investigation is leaning towards, like, there's a, a little kid that is, you know sneaking onto the stuff and and yep. everything like that i think i'm i'm about to uh go into the courtroom again for the second or third time but oh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm really enjoying it but i just haven't had a whole lot of time to commit to that but yeah. which i guess is you know a good thing it's it's a mobile game or a portable game it's kind of designed to be played in small chunks <laughs> but i'm really enjoying it it's good stuff cool. 
And that's what I really enjoyed, too, about the Phoenix Wright games, too. It's like, even though they're, like, long core cases that could possibly go and last you maybe, like, about an hour, an hour and a half and stuff for some specific cases, in the middle of, like, uh, that, you can always choose just, like, to save a spot where you're at and stuff and then just continue back to it later and stuff. That's it's cool. Yeah, and it, yeah. it seems like in the larger cases, it, it has a natural breaking point where it's like, okay, well, we're going to adjourn for the day, and it's like, okay, now you can save and... Maybe just, you know, walk away and pick it back up later here. That way you don't, like, miss anything. It, it's it's pretty well built, and it's really good. I like a lot of the humor and stuff. It's it's just a really good game. <laughs> well, very nice. But that's it. All right, cool. <laughs> Always seemed interesting to me. I've never played one before. I played the first one, and it was just not my kind of thing. Yeah. I can recognize, like, that's a... They're text-based, sort of like a story type of games and stuff like that, where... Yeah, like a visual novel. It's a visual thing. novel, yes. Yes, to where you go through, you can read like a bunch of things and stuff like that, but you do a bunch of investigating and stuff. It's kind of like... That's the part that I would like, the investigative sh- yeah. investigation stuff. Yeah. There's a bunch of games like that on the DS, and even like some on the uh, Vita as well, like say Danganronpa sort of, is sort of like that as well. But uh, Yeah, I actually look forward to playing those games too. Yeah, those are awesome yeah. too. You're ready too, Tyler, <laughs> for those, aren't you? Yes, yeah. You play them in the summer? Um, maybe. Well, I saw a thing saying March 14th was a release date, and then everywhere else I've looked, it doesn't have a release date. Like, it just says March 31st is like a placement thing. Oh. So I don't know when it's coming out. I hope huh. I'd be fine with summer. I hope it's not more March 14th, because there's no fucking way I'm playing that March 14th. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I am definitely excited for those games ever since Gables sold me on it like three years ago. Uh, <laughs> it, we get like four of it. There's like four or five coming out this year. Like, I think three or four of them were already on uh, Vita. I think the first two, and there's like another one. And then there's one coming to Vita, a new one, and then there's the third one coming to Vita and uh, PS4 this year. Like, wow. Like, yeah, it, that's just the thing. It's kind of strange about Danganronpa. The first two games came out on the Vita, and then there's, there's supposed to be like this specific type of movie or something like that that aired in Japan that's supposed to be like continuation from those two. And then you have like, oh, I think it's like another, another Despair. It's like a spinoff game or something yeah, involving yeah, some of the main characters or something like that. Then you have like... Danganronpa 3, it's supposed to be on Vita and PS4 as well. It's it's really weird. Yeah. But, uh, I, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely excited for those games. Just the, the bear thing sounds kind of cool. Uh, but, Justin, uh, you've been playing a lot of games. <laughs> uh, tell us what you've been playing basically since I've Christmas. I've been playing so much stuff, I've probably forgotten half of it. Oh, okay. But I'm going to do my best. Okay. Um, list for. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to try to start from, like, the oldest stuff to the most recent stuff. Okay. Go in that order. Uh, let's see. Oh, I, as you guys know, I was playing uh, Paper Mario Color Splash. I finally mm-hmm. beat that game. Oh, I did. And I really enjoyed it. There was some, definitely some stuff in there that's like, why? You know? Mm-hmm. Like some, some like, <laughs> unnecessary, like, uh, there's a, one part in specific, not to spoil anything, like, we had to, like, backtrack. And honestly, I don't know how anyone would know how you would actually do it unless, like, you looked something up. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of text in this game, and it's, like, really good, like, writing and stuff, but I I wouldn't have known uh, what to use at this one spot or where to get it. It was, like, in some weird oddball place. Like, it was like, what? I don't know. It just didn't, it didn't flow with it that good. Yeah. But, like, after I got to, uh, beat that part, uh, got to the end boss and everything, and, like, it was kind of a cool surprise. Uh, actually, how you get to, like, the last area, it's kind of funny, actually. But, uh... Yeah, like, I, I, I beat the game, and overall, I was like, dude, like, this game is awesome. Like, minus, like, a few 
bullshit things. Like it's it's kind of a shame that those things were even in there. Like those, and even like if it was to add time onto it, it only added like ten minutes onto it. So I don't <laughs> understand why they were there. Like it's uh, it was it's kind of odd. <laughs> but overall, like it, it was it was fucking cool. The last boss was really fun and actually pretty challenging. Is it Meowser? Uh, I can't tell you. If it is, if, <laughs> if, if it is, blink twice. Oh, okay. Well, I'm not playing that game then. <laughs> He just oh, blinked yeah. four times. I don't understand. <laughs> he basically oh, did. Yeah. Fine. Yes, um, yes. <laughs> yeah, so I beat that game. Uh, then, oh, then I actually got around to playing Batman Arkham VR. Nice. My brother got it for me for oh. Christmas. And I was actually pleasantly surprised with that game. Or, it's like, you know, hour and a half to two hours long experience, basically. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's pretty cool. Like, uh, you start to like in the Batcave and stuff. And there's at first it's like oh this is this is it, but there actually ends up being kind of like a little minor story to it, and it's, it's actually pretty fun. It, it looks good. I didn't get sick, which is a big plus, because I've definitely gotten <laughs> sick in the PlayStation VR. And oh my I didn't god! Get sick at all, and it was like I beat it. I was like that was that was up there. It probably is my favorite one overall, like actual game I played in there. Like that was really cool. Uh, then like the next smaller thing, which is actually another one of my favorite games I played in there, like. It was really short, though. It was, like, probably 25 minutes long, or half hour at the most, to beat it. And that was uh, the free... I think it was free. Uh, X-Wing VR. Like, you just got to own Battlefront, don't you? I think so. Yeah. I'm pretty sure yeah. that's all it is. Uh, that, that was surprisingly f- fucking awesome. It was, like, virtual reality, like uh, Star Fox. Hmm. Like, you're in the cockpit, oh. flying through asteroids, shooting stuff. It's like it's basically like you know how you actually like sky battle in the game, but like it's more like on a track like Star Fox. You're going through like the asteroid belt, and then you actually come upon and you're like you know you're taking out a couple of tie fighters here and there. There's all kinds of talking between you because like you're in a squad, you know. It was Slippy. It was Slippy, <laughs> and uh, and R2D2 was there. <laughs> that's cool. That's cool. You turn your head around. It's like holy crap. Uh, you have to like the first thing I did is turn my head around and see. One of the, the droid back there behind me, moving around and like making noises like that is fucking awesome. And uh, <laughs> then you get up to uh, eventually it, in the story, it, you come across uh, a star destroyer, and that was really cool. Like I was flying in between like really tight spots. You know the big balls in the back, like are on top. Oh yeah, they're always shooting at like to explode in the movies. Yeah, like you can fly in between that and like the bridge or whatever. Like, it's, it's pretty cool. I thought, like, it, I'd explode, like, from some invisible wall. But no, you can fly through there. It's pretty neat. Yeah. And uh, that was really fun. I took that thing down. And I, I don't remember exactly how it ended. But, like, I just remember, those like, this is really cool. Like, every there's, like, buttons. You look around, and there's, like, buttons everywhere in the cockpit. I was pushing random ones, and, like, it actually affect what was happening. <laughs> Like, it, like, someone would shoot things and, like, uh, the lasers and, like, someone would make your, like, wings go together, you know? Yeah. For going more high speed and, like, apart for, like, battle, like, to actually fight. And then, like, there's one button over here way to the right. I was, like, uh, a lever, actually. I pulled on it and it brought out that thing from, like, the first Star Wars, like, mm-hmm. A New Hope, where it's, it pops up in front of you, you know, then uh, Obi-Wan oh, the, talks. the reticule? Yeah. Obi-Wan's, like, you know what he says, but, like... That thing popped out and it's like so cool because it's it literally feels like it's right there. Like I could even get close to it in my head, and like it come and I could actually like view everything through it. But that was really neat. Like I pop it back in and mess around. 
that was actually really it was pretty impressive and I didn't get sick from that either so that's a plus like, I got the caveat now it's a, <laughs> it's a plus in the well, yeah it really is the, the big thing about that is that in that one in particular you're in a cockpit so like your body is not intended to that's move true. yeah and and so that makes it easier for your brain to handle that. A lot exactly. of the games that are yeah. easiest to, to deal with are ones where it's like they've created a, a reason for you to not actually be moving your body. So even if you're you're physically moving around, it's like, oh, you're in a mech suit or yeah. you know, something like that. So your your brain doesn't expect the actual movement to be to be occurring so yeah. the games that will make you sicker ones where it's like oh you have free roam control where you can walk around at will exactly. but your brain is supposed to think that you're actually walking and so there's this crazy dissonance between what your brain expects and what's actually happening yeah. and that's usually what makes uh, you sick and i was actually reading about that uh coming into the next game i've tried out in vr resident evil 7 uh well <laughs> i played like the first 20 minutes maybe a half hour i, I really want to give it a chance in there I got, I got so sick. Like, just... Oh, God. Like, it almost ruined my night, man. <laughs> and I don't get sick from stuff like that, usually. Never got sick watching, like, a movie or playing a video game. Like, some spinny rides nowadays will make me sick than they never used to. But this thing just made me have a headache. Kind of feel like I wanted to barf. Just felt disoriented. Yeah. I just doing some research on it, like you were just talking about. Like, it's like uh, your brain thinks that you're hallucinating... And it, yeah, because it it's not feeling the experience. Yeah, you want to like throw up whatever you ate. It's like confused. It also though, the people that don't get motion sick, it's actually tricking their brain into think that they're actually doing it. And the people that do, huh. do get sick are the ones that like they know I'm actually sitting in a chair right now. <laughs> yeah, and this is. I wonder if there's like some weird happening. like. A weird correlation between like psychopathic tendencies and whether or not you're going to get sick playing VR that games. That would be. Uh, I would like to read about that. <laughs> That'd be very interesting. Um, Good luck, Justin. You're not a psychopath. Yeah. So yeah, what I thought would be the most immersive way to play Resident Evil Seven for me personally was not. Uh, I took it off after I started feeling better. I think I started like maybe three or four hours after that actually. Started playing the game normal. It's like it looked so much better. Everything about it was just like, oh, like a thank God. I, I don't feel like I'm gonna barf like playing this game. And I also I, think the horror aspects of Resident Evil Seven would be tough to deal with personally in VR. Just to know oh, that, totally. like, like when you're playing on a television, it's like, oh, I can look to the left, look to the right. I'm in my living room. I'm safe and sound. But if I'm in a VR headset and I look left, I'm look right. I'm still in the environment. Still oh there. fuck! <laughs> I'm unsafe no matter where I look. <laughs> Yeah, no, you're oh right. Oh, my God, you, you, the car. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> you are exactly right, actually. Uh, but for some reason, just because of the experience I had, I felt way more immersed, even though I was just looking at the TV. Like, I felt like I was just sucked into that world. Like, it, 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 it surprised me that you, like, they could have a, a, a game where you can choose, you know, to either play in VR, and people actually don't get sick, really like it that way. Some of them. And also, you can play it outside of VR and still have a really like honestly like overall I th- I think this game is really good definitely the best Resident Evil to me since Resident Evil 4 uh, it actually reminds me of it has some Resident Evil 4 stuff in there and like stuff from 1, 2, and 3 that I really love like you know the reason I fell in love with this, this series like uh, the tension and like the, the difficulty and like the exploring and the, the what really has always stuck out to me is the atmosphere, like the lighting. What's happening outside? Is it raining? Like, you know, flashes of lightning. 
uh, it has all this stuff in it, and like also new things that like almost at first I was like, oh no, I don't like this kind of stuff, but actually like really works well once you actually start getting into it, and it, it actually literally freaked freaked me out a few times. <laughs> like this, not like where like you're like, oh my god, I can't go to sleep, but it's like the it freaks you out while you're playing the game, so like you're tense enough to actually feel like it matters what you do. Like it. My choices actually matter, and like when I, hide, I get to a certain spot where like something doesn't know where I am in this game, like I can actually feel my own heart, you know, a relief. Like it's it's beating, I can feel it. Like that is awesome, and I felt that from the old ones, you know, mm. like opening a door that I don't know what's be, what's behind that door. You watch that loading screen, you know. Well, you felt the same way playing Resident Evil Six, but it was more like. Angry, yeah. <laughs> Angry. It was. It was still dread, but it was a different kind yeah, of dread. Exactly. What happened? It's like, oh. One of my favorite uh, franchises ever. Oh my god. Uh, yeah. Um. I feel like I'm forgetting lots of stuff, but overall, that it's just really awesome. Like fantastic. Uh, it actually took me quite a while to more more. It took me like 12 hours to beat this game. Mm-hmm. A lot of people think it's like eight hours. I'm I think I was. I actually pushed pause. I think for like long type periods. I don't know if that counts as the. It doesn't actually. Ads. It doesn't. The pause and screen I, doesn't. I really just wandered around, and I think uh, it was actually one thing I really loved about it. I wandered around every room, read everything I could find. Anyways, there's actually stuff I missed. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, I missed some stuff. But I don't know where the hell that stuff is. Yeah. <laughs> but I can't wait to play this game again, and uh, it's cool because you don't have to play any of the other games too to enjoy this one. Yeah, it's just, man, like there's some things for sure, some negative things about it, like every game I guess has those things, uh, but most of it was just like, man, it feels so good to be playing Resident Evil again. A good one. A good one, and uh, yeah, I recommend this game to anybody, to be honest. Yeah. Um, only one real quick game that I played. Spend just a moment on this game. Uh, Beatbox Box Boy. <laughs> That's a 3DS. Lot. It's it's the second one. There's a, a third one's out in Japan right now, but it's not here yet. Is it goodbye, Box goodbye, Boy? Box Boy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just like the first one, I ran into the raves about it. It's five dollars. It's like such a simple concept uh, turned into such a, a really uh, engaging uh, puzzle game that actually kind of surprises you, especially after you because when you beat the game, just like the first one. There is a bunch of extra worlds and stuff that will really, really challenge you. Yeah. And it actually switches it up switches it up so much to me that I was like, wow, why isn't this, why did, I don't know, why did it end earlier and this is extra stuff? It's just like, this. I don't know, this have all this in the ending. <laughs> but it's pretty cool. It's I recommend this game. Check the first one out first. You don't have to, but yeah. Five bucks, it's, it's fantastic. Yeah. I'm playing it on my free time. Like at work and stuff. So. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I think that's all I've been up to, game wise. Right. There's some stuff I'm probably forgetting, for sure. Yeah. Happens. <laughs> like, yeah, it's been a long six weeks. So. But on to you guys. <laughs> uh, well, for me, real quick, I'm just gonna say, I've had like no time to play any games at all. Uh, things have been crazy with work, and I've been uh, one of the sickest weeks, uh, sickest I've ever been in the last week or so. Damn. Uh, oh. So I my my free time I've spent mostly in the bathroom. Um. It's one of the sickest weeks of being sick. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, yeah, uh, it was it was it was a rough week. So I, I played like another hour of Resident Evil since we last talked. Uh, I'm still enjoying what I played. 
Um, get more into the combat elements of it, and I like that. I, but I'm too, like I'm not. It's like ah, oh, I got a, I got a gun, but I don't want. I'm too scared to use bullets right now, so okay. I'm trying to like dodge enemies, and it's not working. Justin saw me play it for like ten minutes. I kept dying because uh, I was too. I was more trying to dodge than actually uh, fight, uh, and then getting scared, and then running away, and then running running backwards into an enemy and killing me. Um, so I'm not gonna say too much more like opinion wise because uh, I. I you know, uh, I'm gonna I want to play a bunch more of it. Hopefully, I'll have some more time this week, um, and I'll, I'll try to play it when I can. Um, I really want to play through this game because I'm enjoying it quite a bit so far. Uh, but, Can I say one more thing? Yeah, to, go ahead. Just to, uh, back to Resident Evil Seven real quick. I forgot to say. Uh, actually, the only th- like, no, we're still on Resident Evil Seven. Okay, cool. <laughs> uh, the, the thing I forgot to say is like my biggest complaint is that I just wanted more. <laughs> oh, like that's. I guess it's a good thing. There is more, Justin. That yeah, the DLC for it's come out I already, already right? It. One of the I've DLCs. Oh, so now <laughs> you want more beyond the more that they've already I given just, you? Like, oh, I wasn't ready for it to end. Yeah, the, the actual <laughs> just the main campaign. It's kind of kind of like me with but, Captain Toad Treasure Tracker. Yeah, but it's like it's such a good length though. It's like I almost immediately want to go back and play it again. Yeah, so I'm gonna. Do that sometime soon. You want, Madhouse. If you want more Resident Evil? There's always like Resident Evil Six or something to play. Uh, there's, there's plenty of. It's like you would hate Episode One, Two, and Three. <laughs> I hate Five and Six. We, Resident Evil. Episode One, <laughs> Two, and Three of uh, Star Wars. By the way. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, so nothing not new for me, gaming wise. But Gables. What's up, buddy? Hmm. Well, it's like what I've been saying, though. I've been really keeping track of, like, the, the Wii U stuff that I've been playing. And uh, last April, I know I've said this on the podcast before, because I, like, uh, went through this whole spiel with my Wii U where I have had to, where I literally had to open it up and stuff to, like, clean out a bunch of dust and, like, redo the battery pack and stuff because apparently I deleted that data for nothing. And as a result, I've been going back to old games and see what I can do just to play them. And uh, I'm still playing, like, Sonic All-Star Racing Transform and stuff for the Wii U. That's just a thing. I I kid you not, I think I've played, like, about three hours of that game today. And uh, it's still as fun as ever. I mean, I just can't get enough of it because it's... I've done career mode stuff on the Vita, but I'm going through the Grand Prix. The Grand Prix. (laughs) I like the the Grand Prix. (laughs) <laughs> that's how I normally would have said it, like, uh, younger, too, because I keep forgetting that it's, like, it's Grand Prix, get the X is silent. But That's uh, funny, my uh, my <laughs> wife has uh, one of her friends, she's like, oh, yeah, and she uh, she was in the Peace Corps. Like, the, the, the Peace Corps? She's like, yeah, you know, the Peace Corps. And I was like, I'm pretty sure it's the Peace Corps. She's like, no, there's an S on the end. I was like, yeah, but I don't think you say the S. <laughs> it's the Grand Prix. Grand Prix. <laughs> Sounds like a but, nasty uh, movie. The fun thing about this, like, Grand Prix and stuff is, uh, it's sort of like how Mario Kart is when you complete the various cups and stuff like that. It unlocks a mirror mode. Yeah, I've unlocked a mirror mode inside this, where I can actually play the like the tracks in reverse, and there's, like, five more of those cups and stuff in mirror mode. So it's like, I went through the five cups... The original with all the courses and stuff, and now I can actually go through and go to the five ones like in reverse, and uh, that's that's pretty interesting in that regard and stuff. I mean, I love myself a good kart racer and stuff. Really love Mario Kart. 
I've dabbled a bit with like with say like say Super Mario Kart and like Mario Kart 64 and stuff, and I really enjoyed Mario Kart 8. But man, for an alternative game to like that kart racing genre, it's like Sonic and All Stars Racing Transformed is a very comparable game. I mean, I always wanted to pick it up. Oh man, it's definitely a delight, man. I'm surprised you don't even own that for the Wii U because that is a gem. That's a hidden oh, gem. I was. I'll be looking. I was for actually going to make a joke about the mirror mode that it activates the front-facing camera on the gamepad, so you can look at yourself and ask yourself why. <laughs> <laughs> why was I playing this game? <laughs> we, but I will say, I, I, just kidding. I, know. I want him to make a. I want to make Resident Evil Six now for the for the Wii U. So Justin can play that in that mode. Damn it. In the mirror <laughs> mode. I hope all Resident Evils are on the Switch someday. Man, I can say this, though. One of the weirdest moments while playing this game is uh, unlocking Danica Patrick as a playable character. Because, what? yeah, at the time, she was, like, a spokesperson for, like, GoDaddy.com. This is back in 2012 when the game released. Isn't so, she still a spokesperson I for GoDaddy.com? So. I think so. Oh, I'm not sure. I don't remember if there was a commercial in the last Super Bowl. Like but time anyway, she actually had her likeness inside of Sonic All-Stars Racing Transformed, and she's an unlockable character in... While you're racing as her and stuff, she's in her, like, a stock car, sort of like, uh, kind of like one of those indie cars type of uh, dealies and stuff, to where it's kind of hilarious, because, like, at one point she's, like, driving or something like that, but if you cross, like, the finish line or boost or something like that, she actually gets out of her car and just starts laying, like, a cross or something like that on the back, like, a tail flap, like, what the hell? That's kind of weird. (laughs) It's, like, provocative sort of shit. But it has clips of her voice and stuff like that, like, hey, let's go, do this, blah, 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 blah. And uh, I, I gotta admit, man, it's like, I've played a bunch of games where, like, product placement and everything else, and, like, weird celebrity appearances inside games. I mean, hell, SmackDown 2, know your role with Limp Biscuit. <laughs> You'd be, uh, what, Bill Clinton in NBA Jam? Yeah, that too. I heard about that. Wasn't he also in that, uh, ready to, was it Ready to Rumble, the boxing game? Um, no, that was Michael Jackson, I think. Was it Michael Jackson? Okay. Yeah, because Michael Jackson was in, like, Ready to Rumble Boxing Round 2 and stuff, and, like, (laughs) it's just one of those celebrity appearances that you hardly ever see anymore in video games, where it's, like, you have a hidden celebrity or something as a secret character, and then you, like, uh, you get to use them and just do all this crazy-ass, like, type of stuff. But in this game, it's, like, it's really more apparent and stuff that this was, like, it's kind of, it was... It's weird for the sake of being weird, and considering this is, like, Sonic Team and stuff, and they are pretty much known for having these kind of weird, wacky sort of, like, sound effects and stuff like that, it's it's very funny just playing as Danica Patrick going through, like, all these whimsical courses and stuff, like, with, say, Sonic the Hedgehog and, like, uh, like, Beady Joe or something from Crazy Taxi and, like, the freaking monkeys from Super Monkey Ball and stuff like that, all that stuff. Are they in the actual ball? No, they're not in the actual ball. I think they have themed like a ball or something while they're driving. Both of those monkeys and stuff. And of course, one of your favorite characters from Skylar's Arcadia is inside those, so it's like... <laughs> I take back everything I said about this game. This game might be amazing. Dude, it actually has the choruses and stuff. For... Yeah, it actually has a themed course from Skies of Arcadia, which is fun. <laughs> I gotta go change my pants. <laughs> but, um... Now he needs that mirror mode. <laughs> you don't want me so other than that. the Grand Prix and stuff I mm-hmm. went through some of the career modes career mode things where it's placed to where you go through medals like C, B and A rank and stuff like that obviously the A being the highest and stuff and uh, you can do no various S. things like 
if you collect a bunch of the stars from completing these courses, like, say, races or versus matches or even, like, drifting and stuff, so many stars that you collect and stuff through completing these courses are used to unlock different cups and, like, different types of characters. I've already, I've just unlocked two, like, Danica Patrick's and, like, Sama de Amigo. That's about it. So, other than that, though, I've played random stuff on my 3DS... Try playing a little bit more Mario Land 3, because that's a classic, and I love, like, uh, the wackiness inside there. But, uh, yeah, that's pretty much what I've been playing. Nice. Very cool. Cool. Well, moving on to some of the news. Uh, stuff that's come out this week. Actually, it's pretty exciting stuff for uh, February, as far as the news goes. Um, potentially exciting yeah. things. Um, first up, uh, so some little things coming out more and more. We're learning about the the Switch. What's going on with it? Um, and an interview that and like it seems like a thousand interviews that are coming out of day about Nintendo um, that they're doing anyways. Uh, they they mentioned this is a Japanese one. They mentioned in yen what they about what they think the uh, the Nintendo Online would be for the Switch. And an uh, American, uh, it would be in U.S. dollars. It would be between seventeen and twenty six dollars. So probably more like uh, a year. So more like 20, 20 or 25, I'm, I'm thinking. Oh, yeah, 20 or 30 maybe. Um, and there's also going to be a, a monthly subscription that you can do. Uh, to me, uh, real quick, I think that is uh, not a bad price point. That um, that was a If this thing came out 60 bucks, that would be a hell no for me uh, a year. At least now, not knowing Not knowing what it is, but things, yeah. the, the, knowing what we know about the, the whole app phone thing, that's just like a turn off, and the fact that I don't know how many of my friends are going to have this thing. So me paying 60 bucks a year for PS4 and all that stuff is great because I have plenty of friends to play with online. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I think that is um, that is 20, 30 bucks, so preferably 20, obviously. But uh, I think that is a um, that's yeah. I'm not going to I'm not going to miss 20 bucks over the course of the year for something, especially if like if there's plenty of online supported games for this. What about you guys? Yeah, I think it's reasonable. Um... Especially, I guess this kind of also makes some of the other news surrounding the online Nintendo service kind of more palatable. Uh, specifically, the the rumor that they're going to give you access to uh, a one or two virtual console games a month, but then at the end of the month, you lose access to those games. So you literally only have access to those games for the month. Yeah. Um, it, that kind of makes that more palatable, you know. Like if it's uh, twenty five, you know, thirty bucks. bucks for the year, you know, I'm not going to feel slighted that I don't get to keep those games. You know, mm-hmm. it's like okay, you know, that's it's it's kind of an added benefit. So yeah, I mean, I, it it seems reasonable to me. I mean, and then there's the the chance that I mean, I may or may not find a use for the online functionality because I mean, depending on how many people I know that own a Switch, like. It just may be something that I forego, you know, just playing single-player games and whatnot. So we'll see how it works out. But uh, the, the price point, I think, is is just about right for, for what it's supposed to be. And, uh, and yeah, I mean, it seems okay to me. Yeah. What, what about uh, you guys? Well, you I... know what? You know what, though? I kind of feel like the price point is uh, it's a really good price point. I mean, for let's look at the stuff where we know already and stuff. I mean, we... No, it's going to be a full year, possibly about like maybe twenty, thirty bucks or something like that for the most of the experience. I know we, I know most of the experience is like online stuff, a couple of VC games. We don't know a lot about the eShop structure or what exactly how that's going to play out and stuff yet. But at the same point, at the same point, I look at that offer and stuff, and I see the offerings both what Sony and Microsoft has for their year stuff. I mean, 
you look at the things that you're paying for, say, PlayStation Plus and stuff and Xbox Live, where not only are you playing online, but you're getting discounts on the store, and also you're getting free games each month and stuff, whereas those are like $50, $60 and stuff like that. But for Nintendo doing the Switch and their eShop type of, like, uh, service, you know, their costs and stuff, maybe like 20 30 bucks a year for, for what, like, just the online stuff and what features it has, I think that's very reasonable, and I also yeah. believe that's actually a very good advantage that they have going forward, because it's like, you get the experience where you pay so much a year, I mean, $20, 20 to $30 a year is chump change in comparison to what yeah. Yeah. other subscription costs I- are. So I that feel is like if you're gonna be upset about if twenty true, bucks, yeah. That's just a thing. If true and stuff like that, and it's of the cost, that's a great thing. That's more incentive of somebody to pick up a Switch, try out the online stuff for say Splatoon two or Mario Kart eight, and it's like, man, that's even more attractive than ever. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Good times. Oh, sorry. Uh, I think the price is awesome. Uh, I can't wait to actually find out more about what it's going to include in the more specific things about it. Uh, there's lots of rumors that the controllers have headsets going to be made for them. Then I hear that there there's no headphone jack on them. The Pro Controller doesn't. Uh, then that makes me think the maybe they went to the app because how else could you do it? There's no headphone jack on it if you're just sitting at home, actually. Uh, I actually read an interesting article about that. Um mm. That's actually maybe more for at-home use in the beginning of their design choice using the app. But, uh, uh, it's, I, I need no more information. It's too early for me to judge it, but from what yeah. I know now, that's a, it's a good price. Um, I'll be playing, probably getting online even if I don't have many people that I play online with. I never played once online with, <laughs> actually I played once like with Mario Kart 8, and uh, I, I played a lot of Splatoon but usually it was against Japanese people. I don't know, and it was really fun. They're so too fucking good. <laughs> and, and I actually, <laughs> I was I come up on top sometimes. Sometimes they'd whoop me. It was it was actually really awesome. Yeah, I had a really great experience, and that was and it was free. You know, you know people want more from online stuff, but I'm totally fine with the free online uh, that the Wii U had. But if you know if you could pay for something, get like voice chat included if you wanted to, I think that's great. I think that online play for certain things should be free on PS4 and Xbox One, but it's moving past that, you know, and I understand that stuff, but that's just like my, you know, everyone wishes it was free. Oh, yeah, but, definitely. But yeah, uh, very curious to see what happens. Uh, I bet it's going to continually get updated, especially from feedback during that, like, trial period. Yeah. Uh, I bet that will actually help sculpt at least some less major things about it. Uh, very curious to see what happens during that time. I think that's pretty cool if you buy it, then you get at least Probably. trial of whatever that trial is. Probably Maybe it's not even a full thing, yeah. but I think that's pretty neat. Yeah, and I mean, another, another thing positive for this is that, for the, I mean, it really, throughout the next few months or so, it really, all it's going to be doing is adding features to this. It's like, right now we have a general idea what it's going to cost, yeah. and we know we're going to be able to play games online. Uh, but And we're going to get a free, basically, a rental for, of, a, of a game for a month, an old game. Um there's only gonna be more features, probably. You know, if 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 it was just this, I'm fine with that. Yeah. Uh, but there's probably gonna be other things added down the line. So yeah. Um, it can only probably really only get better. Yeah, I totally agree with you. One more thing I forgot to add to this is I think I think kind of correlates this online topic right now. 
I am actually very sad that Meverse is disappearing. That's my the, that's yeah. one of my favorite. But pisses me off. But maybe Meverse is disappearing. Maybe something else that they haven't talked about yet will replace it. I hope so. I from I, what I, I've been I, reading, I love stuff. Meverse. Especially from what I've been with reading, the, like oh, I'm sorry, Tyler, go ahead. I would say, especially with like the, using the phone app thing, that sounds like the perfect fucking thing for like to have, like being a mobile thing and also having a phone app for this console. Yeah, like the me, like it's like this is the perfect me versus perfect for that. That's yeah. I just I really I don't know I really love that was probably the coolest thing like outside of the games that was probably my, that was my favorite thing about the Wii U. I probably agree with you. I, I really liked it. it was yeah. cool. I mean, could, a little work to it. I think it I like could be a little snappier, a little more. But I think oh overall, yeah, but that's yeah. The whole OS of that system could be yeah. Definitely. But, uh, beyond that, though, I like I liked it a lot. Yeah, definitely. Um, but moving on, uh, stick with Nintendo. Uh, Project Giant Robot, which was a kind of a pretty big um, thing that uh, was a meme motor that was doing like a bulk coverage yeah, a talking about this. E3s ago. Yeah, like 2015, uh, 2014 or 15. You showed next. Yeah, to, I like, think it's 2014. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Next to uh, Project Guard, which became a little side game in like Star Fox Zero. Yeah, that's right. I don't know. Go ahead. Oh, it is. Uh, it got it got canceled. Uh, officially, well, they officially announced it's been canceled. Which I guess. It's, I mean, I completely forgot. I mean, actually, um, uh, it was like six months ago. I was like, "What about that, pro- that project, uh, the giant, giant robot. robot?" And then, like, I, that's like the one time I thought about it since then. So, uh, yeah. not too surprised. I guess it got canceled. But I'm just kind of surprised they even like mentioned the fact that it got canceled. Yeah, is well, it bad can't... that I've actually forgot about that? <laughs> no. Is it even worse that I don't even really know much about the game? I just now no. looked it up, but outside of that, I I don't remember it. <laughs> I would... No, it's I was so I long. I didn't think about it very often. Yeah, it has. I haven't thought about it very often, but it was kind of always in the back of my mind. And they kept on putting it on their like financial. Oh yeah, quarterly financial things like uh, unannounced. It's like it's still coming. Yeah, but you know. I figured, okay, it's it's not going to be a Wii U game, probably a Switch game eventually. And, like, it looks like, kind of like ARMS, like, where it's, like, at, at first glance, like, oh, it's, it's, like, very simple looking. But, like, for me, like, intriguing. It looks like there's actually, like, could be could have been quite a bit of depth to this game. I don't think the ideas of this game will disappear. Yeah. I think this game will, but I think eventually, so, like, stuff that was in this game and, you know, gameplay that came from the idea will eventually find its way into something. Oh, yeah. So I think that's cool. Uh, and that happens a lot all the time. You always hear stories about how, like, oh, this this was supposed to happen, like, three Zeldas ago, <laughs> and then they finally put it in this one because they could or they wanted to and the time was right. So, yeah, it kind of sucks, but not really. I mean, we we saw, like, one little 15-minute demo. demo thing of it. It looked interesting. Yeah. Kind of cool. And Nintendo's well known for reusing assets. For all we know, we've already played games of theirs that have it in there are we're going to. Like you said, ARMS. Could, it might, this could have just been, they might have been making this game and like they made ARMS out of it or took all assets. So. Could be where it was Possibly. born. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a good point. Uh, I didn't think about it that way. Uh, but moving on from some non-Nintendo stuff, um, uh, Sony kind of released some things they're coming out with the uh, PS4, uh, PlayStation 4, Update 4.5. I don't. I don't think they have a timetable when it's coming. I think they just said soon. It's in, uh, people are in the beta right now for it. Uh, but kind of a few kind of a cool things coming out uh, for it. Uh, first off, you're going to be able to use an external hard drive. Uh, oh, finally. To, yeah, up to eight terabytes. Uh, that's a, that's a solid amount, especially for uh, a digital only person. 
Uh, you're gonna be able to use custom wallpaper, so you can actually use screenshots you've taken in your game, and you can make it your background, and you can make some changes to the color and the lighting and stuff like that. Um, That's cool. You can post so that like the activity feed they have, you can actually like post directly into it. I, it sounds more like a kind of like a Twitter or Facebook kind of thing, uh, which is kind of cool. I I like that idea. I like that like Xbox One and PS4 both have it. And I don't feel like they use it. I like where it's like it's right there on your homepage. You can see it, but I don't really feel like they really made any use of it. Yeah, I, th- I was always surprised. Like it wasn't. It didn't seem as cool to me as like Meverse, even though it was like buried. Yeah, but and this w- could be kind of something like it, that. when you turn your PS4 on. Like that's like the, the, the activity fee is where it takes like you. That's right where you start there. at. Yeah. yeah, and it just seems like it never got used. So this could be a cool thing for it. Uh, you're gonna be. You can if you own a PSVR, you can watch 3D uh, 3D Blu-rays. In it. I wonder how that's gonna work. It's supposed to be stereo stuff. Seriously, stereos, like three D in there? Yeah. No, well, it's probably going to be like a like a screen. So you, it's almost like you're sitting in a in a movie theater, I imagine. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's going to be like watching a three D movie. It will, it will I, I, I imagine that's how it'd be. That's, that's really cool. I didn't I know. I thought it, was it already of did that. play three D Blu rays. <laughs> it plays three D Blu rays, but they're talking about in PlayStation VR. Yeah. Oh. So, like being able to watch them with the VR headset Without on. having it, obviously. Oh, that's cool. Special glasses in there, maybe. Good news is you Probably. can you can watch the last three Resident Evil movies finally, Justin, and and in three D. I forgot about those; those yeah. don't exist. Uh, Do you own any three D Blu rays? I don't. <laughs> oh, okay, I don't because I actually would like to to look forward to hearing yeah. how that works out. Well, I do I, own three D Blu rays, but I don't have a PlayStation VR. Just to do this, but you have to have a special Blu-ray player, don't you? No, wait. It's gonna be the PlayStation. 4 no, the PlayStation Four plays yeah. uh, 3D Blu-rays. You just have to have a oh. TV that's a 3D TV. Cool. Normally, sweet. They're like 40 bucks a pop, though. I guess some of those movies. So I, I will get one, but it's gonna be a movie that I love. Resident I had Evil, to find one. Resident Evil Retrib- Retribution. No, okay. I've got uh, Pacific Rim. I've got <laughs> Top Gun. I've got. Uh, Top Gun. Uh, I just picked up it. the. Uh, Avengers: Age of Ultron in in 3D. Wow. The, so the thing about 3D Blu-rays is there weren't, weren't a whole lot of people who jumped onto the 3D craze. So a lot of times you can find them for pretty cheap. I think by default they're more expensive, yeah. but I think you can find deals pretty often for them. I, I will definitely pick one up. I'll let you know. Pacific Rim is a really nice looking movie. Blu-ray. It, I watched. Yeah, it. I've never I like seen Pacific it. Rim a lot. And uh, I think 3D that'd be kind of cool actually. Um, what about Jaws? Jaws 3, but that's probably not 3D. Jaws, Jaws 3D and would be actually. I like to see the first Jaws in 3D. You can watch blue, uh, 3D <laughs> Blu-ray of Jaws 3D. I'd be okay with that. Um, and last, this isn't really. It wasn't in the official statement from Sony, but this is kind of a thing that's been going around that there's going to be a, a boost mode they could turn on for people that have a PS4 Pro. So uh, games that didn't actually have like an update or don't actually use the power of the Pro. Um, you can actually turn this option on, and it will still kind of up-res some of the games. Oh, it does that? Oh. I know, yeah. it definitely made them snappier and stuff. Yeah, so um, I noticed like a small difference in uh, some of those games already, but if I can make some better, even cool. Uh, cool. It wasn't. I. It might. Maybe it might not be like an official in this update thing. It might be something down the line, or who knows what it's going on with it. Not. There's really not a lot on it other than it's an option, um, and it's in, and people in the beta are being able to use it. Nice. Um, so yeah, I think overall pretty cool update. I, uh, I I think the external hard drive thing. I don't know why. I think a lot of us are like, why wasn't it there in the beginning? Well, yeah. I mean, no shit. I was I mean, what, for I'm God's very sakes, surprised like, about that. It's like yeah. the Xbox One had access to doing external hard drive stuff like pretty early on. That you had the Wii U pretty much could do it from launch and stuff if you had yeah. the right type of like USB setup and stuff where you had two like the little Y cable stuff where you hooked it into a little dongle thing for an adapter then. 
plugged into the back of your Wii U for like the two USB ports to power the that. external hard drive. But here, for this like 4.5 some update for the PS4, it's like you can pretty much use any type. Well, actually, like just most of like USB 3.0 sort of external hard drives, if you wish. Like Tyler, like you were saying, like up to like eight terabytes and stuff. Which hey, that's awesome. That's insane that it supports up to that high. And uh, <laughs> it's really making me think, oh, okay, maybe I should just get myself another external hard drive. That actually does sound pretty cool. Yeah. But uh, another thing I like about this update and stuff is the ability to just snapshots and then just use them as my little XMB type of image or something like that on my uh, little bar for the PS4. Because yeah. it's, sort of, it's sort of similar to how like you could do with the Vita and stuff, where if you can go on to the little web browser, save some images, use that as your little background, like sort of picture or something for the thing if you knew how to set it up. That's how I generally did things right there, and it sounds like I could do some, like, say, go to, like, play some Final Fantasy fifteen, maybe do some snapshots or use some of the photos there to set up as, like, my little desktop things for some. I, I kind of like that, that little feature right there. Yeah, that'd be a cool thing. I got, I got, a, I got a few cool. Uh, extra. Yeah, I got a few cool pictures of Trika I took while playing Last Guardian. So I'm gonna do some more. So the it. external hard drive thing is cool and all. Like, and actually, I mean, I guess the fact that it goes up to eight terabytes is probably the the bigger deal in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, because the PlayStation Four, you can swap the hard drive internally. So yep. I, what I did was I I bought two two terabyte external hard drives and then I just busted one of the cases open, pulled the hard drive out of it, and popped it into my PS4. There you go. So I have a two terabyte external hard drive on my Xbox One, and then I just use that two terabyte hard drive and put it inside of my PS4. So oh, both wow. my PS4 and my Xbox One have two terabytes. Um, so yeah, I mean, I can kind of see people's, you know, excitement with this whole, you know, external hard drive thing, but at the same time, the PS4 was the one that, that allowed you to swap the internal hard drive. So it wasn't as big a deal that it didn't give you access to an external hard drive. I'm just too scared to open it up. So I don't want to, Oh, it's like dead easy to do that though. Yeah. The console is basically built to be able to do it. Like, I I mean, it's, it's there. You just snap off the little cover, and like there's a little tray, one screw, and the tray slides out. Slide the new one in. Yeah, it's, it, it's, it's really it couldn't be easier. It, too much stress. I don't know if I can handle it. <laughs> I just like it's start really crying. not that bad. As a matter of fact, it's just slide off the PS4 right now. <laughs> yeah, that was cool. Well, now, now you don't have to worry about it. Now you just have to plug in a USB cord, and you, you yeah. don't have to worry. about it. I got it. like the one terabyte, and I got pretty much all the games I own on it installed on there, and I still got a couple hundred gigabytes left. So nice. Not too worried about the cool thing. I didn't think about that. Like, you, if you have a two terabyte in there already, and then you get an eight terabyte external, you can have ten terabytes. Like, you're ten golden. terabytes. Oh, I yeah. wonder if there's even ten terabytes worth of games for the PlayStation oh, Four. There's yeah. so many fucking games. Like, probably the hundred megabyte games that are on there. You, you probably add up quickly. Yeah. Here's a fun. Here's a little fun fact for my Wii U and stuff for the external hard drive. It's only like five hundred gigabytes, and I've made it last for the entirety of the fucking like time I've owned it <laughs> from launch. There you go. Just like balancing games, like Dude. back and forth. That's I didn't even have to been... delete anything all of it either. It's oh, just I've been deleting shit off of it since like two thousand, like early two thousand fourteen. I took the five hundred gig hard drive that was in my PS4 and put it in one of my PS3s, and then it died. Oh, like shit. that hard drive just kicked the bucket, <laughs> which is kind of scary considering it, it was very scary. inside of my PlayStation Four, like not you know months before that. So that was pretty crazy. The two terabytes still kicking good in my in my PS4 though. That's just scary about those things, man. 
Luckily, luck, thank God we have the cloud. Oh yeah, so, I forgot about that. Yeah. Well, yeah, it was actually in my uh, in my second PS3, which is currently it just sits in my bedroom and it's what we watch Netflix and Blu-rays and stuff on. So I haven't actually ever played any games on it. So it wasn't wouldn't have been a huge loss. Like I didn't have a lot of save data on it. Uh, my original PS3 Fat that's sitting down here next to my feet, though, it has a 500 gigabyte hard drive in it. And if that one were to go out, yeah, I'd lose all of the games and saves and everything that I've got on it. Yeah. Are you able to? Can you put that in the cloud with the at all? Save some of those? Yeah, I mean, you can you can do save files and stuff in the cloud for sure. Like that, I, I'm not very diligent about doing that, especially because if you have two uh, PlayStation threes, you can set one of them up to automatically like upload things to the cloud and keep yeah. everything you know up to date up there. And having two of them, like you have to kind of decide which one. I guess oh. since I only have one that I game with, that's kind of a no brainer. But yeah, it's just one of those things. Hmm. Okay. Well then, <laughs> I, oh, that's cool. Yeah, I, like I have mine on like my PS4. I'm actually set up from from my uh, cloud because I I have too many hours of Madden in there. I wouldn't want to lose um, a couple hundred hours. So I would literally destroy everything I own. Not every, not literally. In my mind, I would. I feel a little better. Damn after it! That. You gotta have Aaron Rodgers <laughs> in the Super Bowl for the fiftieth time in a row. <laughs> hey, hey! I've only I've only beat like se- I've only played like seven seasons of Madden this year. <laughs> it's pretty good for me. Um, next up, actually, um, Star Wars Battlefront 2. Like, this is, like, EA's talking about this thing for a long time now, it's funnily. Uh, even while they're still working on Star Wars Battlefront 1. Uh, Battlefront 1. Uh, but they announced that there will be, uh, officially announced there will be a single-player campaign. And there will be a lot of, they'll be using content from the new movies. Um, and old ones, I think. And old ones, yeah. It sounds, uh, some things I was hearing, it sounds like the, the campaign might, like, Take you different places throughout the series of the of the movies. Maybe like Battlefield One, where like you kind of jump from person. To oh person. yeah, I don't know if I like that. I think I'd rather have like, I, I almost think I'd rather have, but I guess with the it's, it's Star Wars though, so maybe it's kind of cool. Uh, I wouldn't mind it. I don't know, but that was that was my biggest gripe about the first uh, Battlefront game was that I just want I want to play like a single player great single player Star Wars game. So mm-hmm. I play one and have the stuff on the side online, you know. Yeah, I can take it, leave it. Yeah, but no, I mean, if it's, yeah, I mean, I, the, the Battlefront online was fine. It's just not what I want for me, you know, Battlefront game. Um, but no, I, I... I think that falls a lot in line with, like, Titanfall. Like, the first Titanfall was only online, yeah, and yeah. I think they kind of learned the lesson from that, and that's why we ended up with a, a single-player campaign, which, by all reports, is a pretty great single-player campaign. I haven't played it yet. I have intentions to. Uh, so I think EA's just kind of learned, like, they they thought they could get away with you know, doing the, oh, we'll, we'll just give you only online content because that's what everybody seems to play. But I think they, they got quite a bit of backlash and, and kind of learned that people do really want a decent single-player campaign in their well, games. Especially if there is another Star Wars game that has it. That's, I yeah. think that's even the bigger thing to me than it not having it. And also, as an online game only, Battlefield or Battlefront was not that great, like, content-wise. Yeah, well, they I mean, it wasn't just the fact that they didn't have campaign yeah, and they admitted uh, that they rushed that game out, and the, re- the reason why it was in the form it was is because of the movie coming out. Like, yeah, I'm all for it's like an online only game, but you got to have other Star Wars games too. I I want a Rogue Rogue Squadron game too, so bad. Yeah, yeah. I want to have, you know, and the, if you got to separate them to make them better, that's fine. Oh, they they said that they're planning on for the next four years releasing one Star Wars game a year. Uh, so I think that I assume Battlefront Two will be the game that comes out later this year. Probably the fall game this year, um, and then uh, um, v- visceral. I think is what it is. 
He's working on the one. The Amy Hennig game. Yeah. Uh, that, that'd be pretty cool. It sounds like it's an Uncharted-type oh, yeah. game. Uh, and then the people that made uh, uh, Respawn, that people make Titanfall 2, uh, my number two game of the year, by the way, for 2016, um, is working on... So they'll be make, working on one, and that game will probably see the light of day in, like, 2018 or 19. Uh, so, yeah. Nice. Um, I don't know. I, I, I love... I, I hope... I, I like the start, like kind of those shooter, like Battlefield, Call of Duty esque uh, campaigns. So because Star Wars one like that, I think it'd be kind of cool if they. The only thing I could think of with Star Wars and they do like the jump around stuff, is if it's like kind of like Lion King one point five. <laughs> where like I don't know if I want to necessarily play as the main characters, but I think it'd be kind of cool to play as like side characters, like a little robot going down like the hallway. Yeah, like but you're like you're there, <laughs> like like I can't control. Yeah, myself. like like the the battle on Dagobah or um, on Hoth. Like, you're in that battle, and, like, you're down there in the bunker when all the shit goes wild, and you're seeing Princess Leia and Han Solo fighting and arguing with each other. Like, I want, like, if you're, like, you're just, what, like, a, a guy in, you, in that room. Would you want to be a Jawa picking up C-3PO and stuff out of the desert? Or would that probably not be very fun? Be, or the Krayt Dragon. The <laughs> Krayt Dragon, there you go. I want to be the Krayt Dragon. I want the story behind the Krayt Dragon. Just all these, like... What? crazy mundane characters Wait, that don't actually yeah. do anything but you're just like a an innocent bystander watching all the the awesome shit happening <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. that'd be so funny like the wrong course day off he's just like just sitting inside of his cage just like just moping to himself or something like that watching another victim just falls down the pit <laughs> i want to know what happens to that robot at the beginning of new hope that breaks so they end up getting r2d2 yeah. I wonder what I happens to that guy afterwards. Do I mean it's a sweet side story? <laughs> it's probably not a very long one. Right, with him getting smashed and yeah. sold for scrap. There we go. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, does, does Jabba the Hutt go to the bathroom? Where does he go? That's a good point. That's the shit uh, that I want to know. Is that is a good point? <laughs> I want to know what I want to know what Boba Fett's doing down in that the the pit. Does he ever take a bath? Yeah. Like, can you take a bath? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's there's a lot of stories you can tell in the Star Wars world. It doesn't necessarily have to be an action game. Uh, Telltale can make probably some good uh, ones with, with that. I'd be cool with that, actually. I think about it. <laughs> yeah, I know, but that's a... Uh... Oh, I, actually, oh, I, I meant to put this in the show notes, and uh, I'm kind of curious if you guys... Have, have you guys read the thing about the GameStop Circle of Life program? No, yeah. I'd like to hear about oh, it. Yeah. I, I just saw like, headlines, but I never read anything about it. All right, so... Yeah. Um, Sounds like something from Lion King. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that, that was good. Okay. Now, Elton John didn't <laughs> write the article. Um... Uh, no, uh, Troy, did you want to say something? No, yeah, no, I mean, I, I've heard of this, and I was talking to my wife, actually, about it. It's pretty crazy. It is really crazy. You got the details? Uh, yeah, I mean, for the most part, I, I read the article, and I've kind of uh, memorized a lot of it. But basically, so what's going on is it's a new program they, they kind of bumped uh, that the, the head corporate people of GameStop uh, have enforced for the employees. It started, like, late 2016, where um, this new thing they're doing where, like, each store has... Uh, goals and they have to sell a certain percentage of each thing uh, like new games pre, uh, pre-orders um, uh, the pro memberships uh, buy, selling uh, buy, selling used games trading in games um, and it's like all broken up and it's like you have to sell 15, 15% of your sales have to be um, new games and 30% of your sales have to be pre-orders or anything like that and like every store is different and then also with that every employee has their own goals they got to do every month, or I don't know if I can't remember if it was weekly or monthly or how it worked out, but uh, basically they are. Um, it's kind of a lot of GameStop employees are pretty upset about it and they're screwing over a lot of them. And there's some interesting stories actually uh, with it where like, uh, like say you're an employee there and you have to, like 
You have to do 30% of your sales this month have to be uh, 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 pre- selling pre-owned games. Mm-hmm. And then 20% of your sales have to be uh, selling um, pre-ordered games. So say you work a midnight sale for like a Call of Duty. Yeah. And you say you do a thousand sales that month. And Call of Duty is the biggest game of the year and a hundred people show up and you do a hundred transactions. Ten percent right there of your whole monthly sales just with the pre-orders. So you can screw yourself for the entire month. And so what's actually doing is it's causing a lot of employees and managers there to like lie and say, oh, we don't have this, like we don't have the new copy of Resident Evil 7 in stock, but we have the used one. Oh, oh my we don't have, gosh. We don't, or we do have, yep. we don't have any used, but we do have a new one. Or they're like doing the kind of shady shit. To I like, knew that place's tactics were kind of gross sometimes, but that sounds yeah, and fucking uh, bad. The even more egregious one was like the, the instance of like when a new game has gone on sale. So like Watch Dogs 2 was on sale for 30 bucks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so they anybody who came in looking for Watch Dogs 2, they'd be like, no, we don't have a new copy of that. We do have it used for $50 if you want, but we don't have the, the new copy. Yep. And just oh. basically brushing customers out the door. Oh. Yeah, and they're actually... That's pretty shady. It's shady, and it shows you that that's what they feel like they have to do to even exist anymore. Yeah, and... uh, You know? And, like, GameStop even kind of came out and had, like, a whole corporate uh, thing they said, not even denying it, just saying they're trying to do their, you know, give the best value to the customers and shit, and it's just that. Oh, that is really backhanded as a compliment right there. Yeah, (laughs) and it's just... You know, I have been a, a GameStop defender uh, for a long time. I've been a pro member of theirs for almost a decade now. I buy majority of my games through them. Uh, I, I, you know, I, tra- I, I, I love trading. Not love, but I trade in my games all the time. Uh, I keep very few of them. I got like five sitting there, uh, actual physical copies of games I own. And um, yeah, it, it's just kind of tough. I was like, it's like reading that, and it's like I like. I don't blame the employees. You know, I no. feel bad because I don't want like what people say. I'm never going to GameStop again, and I, I'm not going to say I'm never going to GameStop again. Yeah, but I'm, I, I feel like I'm done buying. Like I'm going to keep continuing trading and get my games there. But as far as like, I don't feel like I really want to support them much more than that. You know, so I'll trade my games in, but I, like I, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it because it's like I don't want to support these guys, but I you don't want to see them disappear. Yeah, but I, I don't want to see them disappear because there is a need. For me, the, and they're the kind of the one show in town I have to go to. They're the only yeah. gigantic you know, game. I can understand where you're coming from there, Tyler. Sure. I mean, for one, it's like, yeah, it's... I know that uh, for a fact that when you go inside of a GameStop store, I mean, a lot of us, most of us pretty much, have gone into a GameStop store going through. You you know for a fact that a lot of the used game sales do go directly to that, to that particular store, to the employees and stuff like that. But... We've all heard some little bits of, like, hearsay or whatsoever, even little bits of rumors or facts from, like, actual GameStop employees, like, former ones or something, saying things, like, about how they do their businesses, how, like, like the managerial stuff is this way or that way and stuff. And what plays into a lot of the stuff that's going on, too, is just all this, like, uh, it's not really much of, like, a rumor or something like that, but this what did originate a lot of this from Reddit and stuff as well. Yeah. I think. Like, a lot of the little, like, GameStop employees just, like, talking about it on a Reddit, like, AMA or something like that, where it's, like, they were just, just viewed, like, just talking about a lot of their grievances and this stuff, because quintessentially, the company, in and of itself, is doing something incredibly shitty 
that they feel like the need that they can't really talk or like express it themselves or something like with actual you know inside the contents of the store which they probably have in some bits and forms but the fact that the company of and of itself GameStop is going to be losing customers just because of these type of tactics it's it's really anti-consumerism too because at the end of the day it's like they get these sales but they want to enforce their employees to sell the used copies get the pre-order orders stuff in and stuff but uh that's just the thing the problem I have with like a bunch of the pre like the pre-owned stuff is you see side by side like a game that's on sale or a game that you know that's initially brand new that is maybe twenty thirty dollars cheaper than what the pre-owned copy is and mm-hmm. if I'm going into a store and I and I'm now having second thoughts if I'm going inside the store I'm shopping for something and I know for a fact after hearing something like this going around the internet or something like that actually hearing it from friends or whatsoever about how there are games or something like that that are new that are less cost and stuff but they're not there or something like that because of what the employees have either hid behind the counter or something like that and not even tell you like what that is it's going to make me less than likely to go back and visit the store I mean because for one it's like why would you visit the store or business in general, where they're constantly, like, doing underhand... Like, just doing that sort of tactic. Like, that type of business yeah. tactic, where... You know, and you know... And if they yeah. tell you they don't have something, maybe, you like... trust them. Yeah, it's like, oh, we don't actually have this copy. It's like, do you really not have this copy? And it sucks. Like, for me, that I go there fairly frequently, and it's just... It's like, I, I, I actually... I went to high school with one of the guys who worked there. You know, it's like, I... I, some, I bullshit with those guys a lot when I go up there. They don't, like, know... Yeah, the people nobody. are cool. Yeah, for the most part. I mean, yeah, we got a new man. There's a new manager there, and he's kind of a douchebag. But, yeah. um, you know, I go up there. It's like, for the most part, it's, it's almost always been a positive experience for me. And oh, it just yeah. kind of sucks now that, like, can I trust these guys? Like, that, that this thing, like, that I want is actually there or not? Like, like whenever, every time I go to, like, buy a game, like, like if I don't pre-order a game the day it comes out, and, like, I go up there and just buy it the day of. It's like, oh, luckily you. you only, we only had one copy left. I'm like, do you really only have one copy left? Yeah. Or like, the thing you about have a thousand is, back there, you know? In, like the you are saying, is, Gables. Yeah. Sorry. Um, it's okay. Like, most employees don't probably want to do this. No. But yeah. it's like, well, you either do this or you're going to lose your job. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's why I'm so like, sorry for them. Yeah. They're, they're the ones that get the shit of it all. Yeah, they're getting yeah they're getting the, they're going to take the, the blunt of the, the, the punishment for this. Yep. It's like sort of a weird thing right now. It's like customer. On one hand, you the GameStop that I have, you know, it's the only one in my area, right? And that's the only place where I can actually go and find games that I actually could like in a brick and mortar type of setting without having to result to go to online stuff. But on the other hand, with all these rampant rumors and all these rampant things from actual GameStop employees saying all these corporate bullshit things coming down to where it may affect me wanting to go inside and actually do business with them. It's like, it's either that or stick with like going to a Walmart or like go online and stuff like that to do on Amazon. It's like, yeah, it doesn't really give me too much choice and stuff. It's like that middle ground and stuff where I can do this or I can do that. It's well, it's a bad place. <laughs> and another thing I just thought of is like, if I were to if I, if I go there and, and buy a game, it's like like I was just saying like I feel kind of bad. I feel bad for the employees, like Justin was saying. 
And it's just like, if, when I go up there and buy a copy of the game, I'm like, I'm, I'm gonna be like sitting there like, kind of like worried now. I'm like, am I fucking this guy by buying this game? Like, does he need more U-Sale than me buying, like, buying this pre-ordered game? Yeah. And like, am I hurting this guy? Yeah, you, it's that like, should not be a thought of a customer yeah. going into your store. Like, am I affecting this this guy's livelihood by buying this game? Yeah, like that—that's that's the that's added thing. That's just the second yeah. the second you walked out the door, he was handed his pink slip. Yeah, <laughs> like you sell that. That was it. That was your you last. You sell that man's like, copy. You're screwed. His, his manager's like, "Was that copy new or used?" He's all new. F- fuck out. You're fired. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I sold him a copy new of Resident Evil Six. Oh I my opened God. a new one <laughs> and <Yeah>. sold it used. <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't know. It's just it's that's just. It just shows you that I mean, it almost. I don't even know if it's like. Is it like reeks? Is it desperation? Because I don't really. Feel, it, it doesn't feel it like has it to is be. because it's I not like they're, it's it's. They're clawing to survive. But it, but what are they? It's like a last. They're not like forcing people to buy because they make the part. Most of their money they make on stuff used games, used sales. Yep. Oh, not, absolutely, yeah. They want you to get. That and but, pre-own. That yeah. and pre-order sales. Yeah, but it's like that's they're not the number really one thing. Forcing. They're forcing a little bit of everything. Though. That's what's weird to me. It's like yeah. But it sounds like their most important thing is pre-orders, which gets you to, you know, the habit of going to that store. Yeah. And and also use sales, which is like you said, is their biggest thing. Yeah, and yeah. like I don't know if they like pushing use sales. I, we Justin and I, we both worked at a, a GameStop like store before. It's regional. It's in Iowa, Nebraska. Only. I really like this store. Uh, I, I refuse to go there. Um, I I boycotted uh, that store. It's my favorite. Not because of the the people, uh, well, not because of the store itself, but just because of the vice president, the giant uh, douchebag. Um, yes, that's true. <laughs> uh, so I don't go there anymore. But um, like we worked there, and like they always stress, you know, push you sales, and like they had a pretty good. I thought they always had a pretty fair value with the like, trading very games, fair. and they're actually they gave you a lot more credit, and their, their used games are a lot cheaper. Um, so pushing that wasn't very hard. And no. I understand, like you know, it's, it was not only was it a benefit to the customer, yeah, you know, and, for and, a and deal it, for it, you. it was a benefit for the company. You go to GameStop; it's like, here's a sixty dollars game that just came out today. We'll give you. It's been out for two hours. Oh, you want to trade it in? Here's twenty seven bucks. I'm gonna put it on this on this on the uh, shelf now for fifty five dollars. Yeah, five dollars less than new. It's like, if you're pushing you sales, like make it more make it more valuable. Like, oh, of course. I'll just pay five dollars more to get the new copy. Yeah, it's, no? at that or point like, they're charging like they're giving you the same amount, almost as like a pawn shop, or maybe even sometimes less. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, it's just. I mean, I think I mean I can just you know, like I said, I don't have a problem in pushing it, but tweak your tactics, tweak your prices, because uh, I think it's insane to don't have people lie. Yeah, and yeah, if you if you're if you're to the point where you have to have people lie, then you're doing something completely you know, wrong. Like yeah. you're saying, like with the pricing of the used stuff. I mean, that's the reason I don't get used stuff there. I, I mean, there, there's benefits, you know, if you got the card and you're, like, getting points and stuff, I get yeah. that. But, like, I don't go there enough now where that even, you know, relates to me. I usually just go there so and pick up pre-orders, but, yeah. I'll go straight to gamers. Yeah. I think even, and like, I'll the rumblings of all this too. going on and stuff like that, especially, Cheater. I think it was, like, Kotaku or something like that that started sharing, like, a bunch of this stuff from, like, the Reddit stuff, and now a whole bunch of people online know about it, and it's... I think this is definitely going to affect the sales going forward here for GameStop yeah, a bit, really at least at for point. a time. Yeah. So I was actually thinking about this today because I was when I was doing my grocery shopping at Walmart. There's a GameStop across the street. Yeah. And I don't know how much it'll actually affect their overall sales. I feel like a lot of the people who typically shop at like a GameStop, 
don't necessarily follow the inner workings of the video game I industry. So I, I think a lot of those people will never get wind of this, and and that's just the way it is. Uh, yeah, you're right. Like, I mean, the only people who are really going to, you know, step up and, and do anything about it are the people like us. And I personally, I don't shop at GameStop very much at all. I'm, I'm strictly a price shopper, so I go wherever the deals are. It mm-hmm. could be Amazon. It could be Best Buy. It could be, you know, GameStop sometimes. You know, sometimes they'll throw a game down for, like, 10 bucks, and I'll definitely go pick it up. But, like, I... Yeah. I don't have any reason to specifically patronize GameStop outside of, of you know, deals. So, you know, it's not going to change my shopping habits any. But even if it did, I'm just one person. And I think the vast majority of people who, who purchase video games, they don't they don't follow the inner workings of the, the video game industry like, like someone like you or I or any of us here on the show would do. So yeah, I True. don't know how much of an impact it will actually have on them. It's a valid point. I, yeah, yeah. I, I agree. I, maybe it won't, I think it will affect them. But like in a negative way, but maybe not like to extent where it's even gonna like be noticeable. And, right. and, and there's some people that read something like that and they don't believe it too. Yeah, sure. They don't believe it's actually happening. Yeah, that's a good point. There's always yeah. those people. Yeah. Fake well, there will always will be people that will just doubt like whatever and stuff. I mean, let's let's mm-hmm. look at this as uh, as what this is right here. It's basically it looks like a bunch of like a either current employees or something like that going on here. Say a bunch of like what an AMA, like, sort of like a Reddit article, like a Reddit post or something has going on and stuff like that. And yeah, the reply from the GameStop Corporation in of itself is really not really helping matters as well, but at the same point, it's like, is this real? Is this fact? It's just, it's kind of, like, hard to say concrete if it's one side or the other, too. I, I, I think it, at this point, it's over, I would say overwhelmingly, it's, uh, it's fact at this point. The fact that GameStop hasn't denied it and you got enough. I think there's enough people out there, that are current uh, and former employees. Well, I, I think the thing about that is that it's not a an official GameStop policy. Like GameStop mm-hmm. corporate's not telling these guys that they need to do this, but they're creating an environment through their yeah. their focus on this Circle of Life program yeah. that's basically it telling their employees that look like if you want to continue to have a job here this is what you need to do right and so in their minds it's like well i've got to do this because my job's at stake you know so it's it's not as if gamestop is like hey this is our new tactic guys this is how we're going to do it and they're sitting around the boardroom you know coming up with this scheme but by focusing a person's livelihood on their you know percentage of pre-owned games of of pre-orders and stuff like that they're basically telling they're projecting to their employees that look you got to do what you've got to do to make these numbers work yeah and and that's how a program like this you know gets morphed into something that it is where they're you know brushing people out the door when they they have a, a game that's cheaper for a new copy than it is for the used copy. It's like, no, I'm sorry, we don't have that. You know, brush them out the door because, you know, we can't afford to take that hit by selling the new copy for for cheaper than what we can sell our used copy for. Yeah, and that's a good exactly. point. And I was just thinking about this actually for uh, uh, quite a few years back. I actually I worked for like a uh, over the I was like a I was customer service kind of thing where I was actually a salesman over the phone salesman and like I, I worked for uh, CenturyLink. And every month you had a you had like eight buckets you had to hit, and you had like I think it was eight seven or eight, and it was just like get to sell um, x amount you had to average this much a day, uh, this much money earned a day you had to hit this much over the course of the month, uh, and then you had to sell like fifty and it changed every month it was like fifteen long distance packages like twelve phone packages, uh, six direct TV packages, um, 
you know, then online, and then there's a couple other ones in there. And you had to hit, you couldn't just hit um, five out of seven. You had to, you had to hit every single one of them every oh. month. And it was just like, and it, if you missed one out of six or seven, and if, even if you like doubled the rest, you, know, you got hit for that. That that they got a mark on you. That was the warning. And it was a written warning. You know, it's like stress causing quote. Yeah, it's just like. It's like, oh, I just missed this. Like now, you're like, you're so focused on this that you're missing out on this. You know, like it, I think overall, I mean, just looking at it, it could cause people to maybe miss out on easy sales. Like, like, it's like you might actually, it might actually hurt them more. Tunnel like, vision. Yeah, it's like, like this guy wants a PS4. I just talked this guy out of buying a PS4 because if I sell this PS4, it's gonna hurt me, hurt my number, hurt our numbers overall. You know, it's like that's a good chunk of money, or you know, I, I don't know. I'm, yeah, totally. Yeah. I, I think there's. Well, if you look at like the the Watch Dogs Two thing, it's like, well, okay, Watch Dogs Two's on sale for thirty yeah. bucks, so I'm going to go into GameStop and say, hey, you got this, and they're like, no, I'm sorry, we don't have that. It's hidden behind the desk, but I'm not going to tell you that we don't have that. We can I can sell it to you used for forty five, and I'm like, okay, no, I'll walk out, I'll go over to Best Buy and say, hey, look, do you have this on sale price for thirty five bucks? No, you don't. Well, guess what? GameStop does. They'll price match it. Now Best Buy got my money, and GameStop didn't get a dime from me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I, 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 yeah. This, this, this just seems like this whole entire thing was poorly planned. Like, maybe the, in, I, the idea of it in general, it sounds like okay. Well, this is what we want to do every month, but like the execution, yep. uh, sounds like piss poor. Yes. Like it wasn't fully thought out. Um, totally. Yeah. That's kind of weird, though. Like creating a subsidiary from this whole thing, too. You know. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah. Anyways. Uh, I think that's going to be the show for the week. Um, so I want to thank you guys for listening. If you want to hear more from us, uh, we are on Facebook. It is Drunk Dash Friends. We have a page and group, so like and join us on there. Uh, interact with us a little bit. We like to we like to talk to our fans, like listener, uh, talk to our listeners. Uh, it's always fun to do. And uh, also on Twitter, we are at Drunk Nerds Pod. Uh, some fucker took Drunk Nerds after we uh, switched accounts, uh, switched names the first time. And on uh, YouTube, we are Drunk Dash Nerds. Uh, the podcast goes up on there, so you might know that because you might be listening to us on there. So like the click the like button and subscribe. And if you if you prefer like listening to us uh, somewhere else, we're also on iTunes. So leave a five star review, um, and then maybe like you know, <laughs> comment about it. Say some nice things. We appreciate it. I'll give you uh, a Gable's credit card number if you do. <laughs> and um, also uh, on Twitch, we are Drunk. Uh, we're drunk dash or drunk nerds podcast. I'm sorry. Um, so like us on there, or follow us, or subscribe. What the fuck you do on Twitch? I can't remember. I can remember what it is. I should really subscribe. Like, subscribe. Thank you. I look it up all the time, and I always forget when we do the podcast. Um, so uh, subscribe to us on there. Um, I've got my uh, I got my system my system set up with that account now. So I need to. I'll start to try to do when I have time the game again. I will definitely be doing a lot of streaming on there. And I'm doing some. I want to get here soon. Get some shit set up for my computer, so maybe I can actually have like a camera on me and everything. Be a little professional about it, you know. GoPro. Yeah, get GoPro. There we go. There we go. Um, but yeah, thank you guys so much again for listening. Uh, I was your host. I was Tyler. I was Justin. <sighs> I have been the Colonel Gables. <laughs> I'm still Troy. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. We were concerned you were somebody else. Well, everybody was somebody, and, and I'm still somebody. That's good. I'm still somebody. <laughs> You're, I was still me. That's up for debate, Justin. That's true. Uh, but anyways, we'll talk to you guys next week. Boys. Peace out. Yeah. Ooh, hey, uh, yeah, y'all. Oh, y'all. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate it, man.
excuse me. Give it to me beers there. Anyways, we're on iTunes now, so go on there, check us out. And if you like us, leave us a review. And we'll even shout you out. And Jack will send you his credit card number. <laughs>